Welcome back to Keep Off the Fence podcast. My name is James Griffiths and joining me today first is the man who during the week had to appease the internet gods as it was questionable where he was going to be here today. But he's here, his broadband is working. It's Matthew Rhodes. Matt, how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm very good. My uh, my phone phone line fault was fixed yesterday afternoon. So uh, I was very happy about that because I was having to do my day job in the office, which I'd not done for almost a year exactly. So that was very weird. But uh, yeah, we're all good now. Uh, you still just not rented your desk out or anything, though? No, no. I thought they might do, but uh, no. I've, I've still got a job there. We're fine. Well, that, it's always good to have a backup player. Eh? <laughs> yeah. And that leads me on to our special guest today. He is the chairman of the board, Matlock Town chairman, Bryn Appley. Bryn, how are you, sir? I'm very well, James. Thank you. Are you? I'm not too bad. Not too bad at all. Just jonesing for some football now. That's right. Uh, yeah, we're all ready for that, I must say. Now, usually we would go over to the news. However, I'm not sure how many times in podcast one we can say, yes, the league has been curtailed, kaput, in the books, out of sight. It's now officially done. And beyond that, there's not really much else going on. So I think today, instead we'll just dive into talking to Bryn about all things about lockdown. Is that okay, gents? Fine yeah, by me, no mate. So... Bryn, for our listeners who perhaps uh, are laps Matlock fans or they, they don't know much about the club or they're just coming in, can you tell people a little about yourself, how you came on board with Matlock and then how your relationship with the club developed? Yeah. Um, as a boy, I was a Matlock Town fan. Um, went to all the home games. Um, not many away, I must say, but... Up to the age of uh, 16, I was a pretty much an ever-present. Um, then for a few years, I, I was working or I had 25 years as a season ticket holder at Everton. And I just got a little bit tired of, um, of the, the Premier League as it was being herded into a ground and watching a game of football and herded back out again with very little else, very little other uh, um, impact on, on, on what we were doing. So... I started going back down to watch Matlock in pre-season um, and then during the league season when Everton were away and Matlock were at home, I'd go down and watch Matlock and I got back in with the lads, the, the mates who I used to go in with when I was a kid. Started watching the game again and realised that there was an awful lot more to non-league football and it was a lot more enjoyable than, than any Premier League games that, that I was going to at the time. So I started watching Matlock. I gave up at the end of the season. I gave up my season ticket and um, started watching Matlock the following season. When I think it was the last last season that uh, Mark Atkins was was in control. So I started going back back watching, and as usual, I can't keep my nose out. And I was invited to go onto the committee, which I did. Then I was asked to. Um, apply for the vacant vice chairman's job, which I did and was duly appointed. Uh, and then that, that sort of carried on for a few years. And then last summer, Tom Wright dropped the bombshell that he was stepping down from as chairman and just wanted to carry on as a committee member and commercial manager. And again, I was asked to uh, put in an application, which I did, and uh, was voted by the management committee as, as, as chairman of the club. So that's where we are now since June of last year. And it's it's been an unusual start. We've not, I don't oh. think you could come into the job in much more difficult terms, could you? Uh, no, that's a, that's quite an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, it's, it's been very difficult. Um, it was a very difficult season. Um, anyway, the 19-20 season. Obviously, with what happened to um, Jordan Sinnott and then the um, lockdown, etc. We thought we were starting season. We did start the season, and then of course that got uh, locked down again. So we had all that to contend with. But as usual, the you know the rest of the board are, are a fantastic bunch of guys. 
who, uh, who take we take these things in a stride, um, and, and that's what we've been doing since. It, it very much is a case of I think I've said online previously. Although Matlock often it seems calm on top of the water, there's often so much work that's going on underneath behind the scenes, so many people involved, so many moving cogs. And it must be nice now to sort of see light at the end of the tunnel and be thinking, we might be finally getting back to football. It is. It is nice. Um, as you say, there's somewhere between 20, 25 people on board. Um, volunteers, mostly volunteers, uh, as you know, uh, you yourself are. Um and they're all, they all do their job. Um, and they, they was just sort of get along with it. Um, so, yeah, the light at the end of the tunnel is, is, is fair to say. Um, we've got a, a squad of players out there that not many people know because we haven't seen them very often. Um, so they're all, they're all waiting with bated breath to get tra- start training at the end of this month. And, uh, and and hopefully next August get a get a full season in. I believe, and you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong. My memory is not brilliant, but you you did serve a spell as hospitality manager as well. How yes. important is the short slouch to what goes on at the club? Because I know we've been pushing recently to get people to book in, use the room for rent. How important is those funds when it comes to helping the club out? Uh, very important. Um, I think the Shorts Lounge contributes something between 20 and 25% of our our total income. Um, very, very well supported last year. As you say, I, I, as, as vice chairman, I was also a hospitality manager, um, which basically was looking after, after sponsors, match day sponsors on the day. But also we had a remit of getting the social club and the shorts lounge back into um, circulation, more or less, getting more people involved, more non-football people involved. Um, we set on Duncan Rhodes as the as the bar manager, uh, and as I say, we had a himself and myself had a remit to get the to get the short shorts lounge where it should be. You wouldn't believe the amount of people who live in Matlock and have lived in Matlock for years who don't actually know that there's a facility there. Which is why we went on to um, offering charity functions uh, free of charge always, of course. Um, we also had the uh, Matlock and District Camera Association. They put on a beer festival down there over a three-day period. So we, we, we're doing everything. We're actually, the, um, the Matlock WI had their uh, garden party down, down on the ground as well which was a, another first for us. But these are all people, non-football people, who, who actually don't know what facilities we have and what how good they are. Uh, and it's just a case of us getting the word out there. It's, it's about growing that community ethos as well. I know in the past, the club has sometimes struggled to interact with the community and find out how the community and the club could work together. I, I From what I've seen now, it's more so than ever, it's the case of the two coming together. Do you feel the club could do, still do more to embrace the community? Yes, yeah, we do. We've, we've, we've recognised that um, you know, what, what we've been doing in the past um, hasn't been anywhere, anywhere near enough. Um, as you know, up until last year, we had two years um, where we offered a, a Christmas Day lunch for um, what, we, what we sort of titled was was for the elderly and lonely um on christmas day that was obviously um so that's that's going quite well and and we will be we will be putting that back on covid permitting we'll be putting that back on again this year but there's a lot of other community stuff that we can do that we haven't done um we're introducing um particularly the um mental health in in young men We've got um, four guys who are interested in, who really want to push that on. Um, so that'll be starting as soon as we can get together. Um, so that's that, that's the sort of thing we're looking at now. Um, we have a facility there that, that the community use. We, 
you know, we still have the bridge club when they can come back that, that meets every Wednesday. There's there's certain other, other things, uh, other organisations that meet down there. But we had two years with a, with an academy that used the, the that used the shorts lounge as a, as a as a classroom by day, um, which that then meant that we had to sort of cancel a lot of the um, the events that we were putting on. So hopefully um, we'll we'll get all those people back and 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 get the short like, shorts lounge used as much as possible for 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 community work. Now, you mentioned the academy there, which is a, a fantastic segue to my next question, actually. Um, a few years back now, it, it must be a few years back, the academy reserve side was shelved due to what was perceived at the time, a lack of volunteers able to step up and take the roles on. Now, I know this happened prior to you taking the chairman's job, and I know the club has said it's due to lack of volunteers, but there's always been some sort of rumour or murmuring and I think if we didn't ask this we'd be accused of shying away from it could you explain why the academy the reserves were shelved and if it would come back right as you say we had an excellent academy um Justin Tellis Stevie Peter Brown uh, Alan Smith, one or two other people were involved in the setting up of it. Jamie Yates was, was the coach. Um, maybe that it's possible to say that the league that they entered wasn't necessarily best, um, the best league to be in. Um, it, was, it was right to say that actually for whatever funding we got, um, the, the academy... Um, Sort of, it, it it ran itself as a separate entity to the football league, football club, other than the fact that they were getting the lounge free of charge for, for um, teaching, tutoring. The pitch was available for all matches uh, and as much training as possible. But then um, we were very, very successful. Both both club, both sides were winning. The leagues that they were in, um, the cup was usually contested between the two sides, the final, um, and it, things got gradually worse and worse and more and more difficult to run. And with that, the four men, three of the four men mentioned, um, decided to go their separate ways, and that left a massive, massive void. So we we decided that. Um, for one thing, we couldn't carry on in the league that we were in, in the situation that we were in, which meant that we ha we, we weren't allowed to have an academy for the se following season when we resigned. So there was no way that we could run an academy then. And as I say, the three guys weren't their separate ways, which left them sort of on the coaching and managerial side of it, it left, left a huge gap that we couldn't fill. We, we advertised, um, we offered... Um, payment, you know, for, for not volunteers. We offered people a wage and, uh, and we didn't get anybody. So the academy had to fold. Um, we was left with, uh, in the second year, what would have been the third year, we would have been left with 15, 15 lads. And of those 15, I think 14 of them defected to Buxton anyway. Well, there you go. For those who have asked us left comments, we have put the final nail into the topic, I feel. So next, I want to talk figures, and I want to talk cold, hard cash, and that's what, of course, at this level, keeps a football club running. We've not looks any... Bryn looks delighted with that. <laughs> well, you know, don't we're not going to invoice him for, for this, don't worry. But <laughs> I, what I want to know is how... Difficult is it for the club? Ha, has it been for the club to keep afloat given with the lockdown and COVID and everything? Obviously, the club's not making any money, the shorts lounge isn't making any money, there's still bills to pay. How much of a struggle has it been for yourself and those behind the scenes at the club? Well, let's let's start with last season. So the 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 um the league was declared null and void. Um 
sometime during the lockdown. When you, when you work out a budget for the season, the budget is for the whole season. So it's no good as saying, right, okay, we want this amount of money for this week, this amount of money for next week. What we have to do is budget for the whole season. And because particularly the shorts, the shorts lounge had to shut. And of course, then we had no revenue from um, gate receipts. We were in deficit, something in the region of £70,000, maybe even up to £80,000. Now, to a club that hasn't, that is run by a committee with, um, believe me, no um, wealthy chairman to, to stick in as, as much money as is, is necessary, we was really, really on our knees. Um, obviously, we've got the furlough scheme come in for the, from the government to pay all the players and any bar staff, um, office staff that we, that we have. So they were furloughed, which helped tremendously. Uh, and, but I can't emphasise enough the amount of money that was raised by, particularly by yourself, um, on the Just Giving page. Um, what did we raise in the end? Seventeen thousand pounds. Yeah, I think, just over. I think. Uh, yeah, that there. I think just was... seventeen. What, what was amazing towards, was that when it 20... when it got to uh, fifteen grand because that was the target, but more donations still kept coming in, and it ended up just going over seventeen grand. Yeah, because I remember when. Um, yeah. When the fundraiser was first put up, I remember there were a few comments saying how, like, well, th this is just overreacting to say, like, a club needs this, you know, overreacting to say, like, the club needs it for its existence to keep going. But I think, like, what you've said before, and when I've interviewed you before, Bryn, it's like, I don't think some people realise, even for a team that's at, like, step three of non-league, just how much goes into it because you've got players that are, some players are still on contracts that you need to sort out. You still got your, your bills to pay each month. And obviously when you've got no uh, matches, so you've got no gate income, you've, you've got no, you've got no money that, that, that you normally have in order to uh, pay all that off. And I think a lot of people didn't quite understand, especially at that time that if, because obviously no one knew how long this, crisis was going to go on for and when the next game was going to be that it wasn't an overreaction and that's why so many clubs did do fundraisers because it was so uncertain as to what the situation was going to be wasn't it that's right well as I say the 17 plus thousand pounds that, that was raised on the Just Giving page actually allowed us to break even on last season so the, that was nothing to do with this season the, the uh, the 2021 season, none of that money has been made available for this season. It was all to do with balancing the books for last season. And believe me, without that 17,000 and without the government's furlough scheme, we, we would have probably gone under. It was that, that close and that serious. So anybody who thinks that we raised £17,000 and then spend it on flash players, believe me, it wasn't the case. Um, we broke even. We, we started the, the 2021 season with zero pounds. And to us, that was an achievement, a massive achievement. Well, we're, we're just we're shutting down rumours, so I've enjoyed this. Um, <laughs> what going forward? I told you I was going to be honest. Oh, well, you did. That's, that's I, I the best way, Bryn. That's the best way. I still find it. I'll, 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 I may as well voice this now because we were talking about this before, James, weren't we? But I still find I it absolutely mad that there's some teams, not not in Matlock's league, we're talking further below, like two tiers below Matlock, that are offering like three year contracts. I think to uh, a player, and it's like whilst the pandemic's still going on, obviously you know things are looking better because of the vaccinations now, but. I still find it amazing that some teams are offering deals like that. It boggles my mind a bit. It, it is. It is very strange. Um, almost, uh, uh, almost. Um, 
what's the best word to put? It wouldn't be something that we would do. That's for certain. Um, we've never offered contracts of that length. Um, if we have a contract, a contracted player, he will be contracted for a season uh, and usually with an option, which means that the option to us is to take him for another season. Um, and that that gives us a, a that gives us a little bit of a buffer, a little bit of a cushion. But three years in non-league football, things happen in three weeks. Never mind three years. And you know we've seen players come and go within that time. They they must be absolutely certain that this lad is 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 exactly what they want, and that club is exactly what the lad wants. Um, so good luck to them. Good luck to. Them. I know you've got a very uh, good rapport with Paul Phillips, the manager. It, it seems to be a relationship along with Dave Wilde and the whole coaching staff that seems to be working really well. How have you felt so far? Granted, we've not had that many games, but how do you feel the side has progressed on the pitch in recent times? I think I think to start with, we, 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 we need to look at how the coaching side of the of, of the uh, of the team, the squad has has, has progressed. Um, Paul knows his men. He's, he's he's had the coaches with him for for a long time, um, and they have a vision, and they have they have a, a set vision in their mind as to how they want to play, who they want to play, and with a with an ethos um, that is has got to be equal to theirs. So Paul and his and his coaches are prepared to put in. 125% and they expect every player to also put in that same amount. Um, it's, it's brilliant that we are now talking or Paul is talking to the players that we've got. And last season, I think we took on James 14 new faces. I think, right? I think from last season, you're probably only looking at maybe one or two still remaining. So yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's 13 or yeah, 14, yeah. I think, yeah. 13 or 14, I thought it was. Um, season, it will probably be three or four. So the squad that Paul's got is a squad that he wants. I know we haven't seen a lot of them, but he has. And he knows that this squad is is capable of, um, of, of challenging for the top positions. Maybe, you know, we're fighting against clubs who are paying two and three times more than us on a budget. Um, but nevertheless, we've got a squad that is is easily able to make the playoffs easily. So we now need to um, get everything in place. Um, these lads are no, they know full well that they will only get the same the same wages as last year. We have no more money to spend yet. As soon as this short slams gets up and running, we get a run in the cup. Touchwood. Then who knows? It may, it may, the budget may grow, but at the minute everybody is under no illusions that you know how much we are available, we are able to pay. The lads are have bought into it already, um, so all we do, all we need to do now is just do the registrations, and uh, and everybody will be raring to go. It looks Which like. Is... Oh, sorry, James. No, no, after you, mate. You go ahead. It looks like when uh, when you do get back uh, going for the season and, you know, all being well, it'll be all on time and everything, uh, it's going to be even more competitive than what it usually is because uh, South Shields recently announced that they're going full-time. You'll actually have a full-time uh, club in, uh, in step three of non-league, which is uh, pretty rare, I would imagine. So uh, is that just another sort of sign that, the, the league just keeps getting even more competitive as every year goes by. Yeah, that's right. Um, and we need to we need to move forward. Um, South Shields have got a tremendous fan base. Uh, probably, I think their their uh, their average gate is somewhere around about twelve twelve hundred. Mm. Um, so so they can they've got the they've got the necessary funds to pay full time and and obviously the the, the income to to match um, and again good luck to them they should have been promoted last season um, there was far and away the better side uh, as you've noticed this year that the 
league has been curtailed, not uh, declared null and void. That's been done for a reason. Um, for South Shields to be so far in front of the, in the league and, and, and not be promoted is, is, is at least unfortunate for them. So, yeah, good luck to them if, if they can afford it. Um, for every South Shield, we've got a club that, that can't afford anywhere near that. Believe me, our budget is middle of the road. It's not the lowest in the league by any means. Um, but we will be looking to improve on that. I, th I think the greatest compliment that could be given to the club, uh, I spoke to Liam Hughes and he he said before that coming to Matlock again, rolled at Matlock, made him fall in love with football again. And I feel, speaking to a lot of the lads outside of the game and speaking through social media, they all seem to really... No, they seem to be at Matlock for the right reasons. It seems to be a case of they want to give back to the club. And I feel, as you say, Bryn, that whole ethos that Paul has built on is, is something that the club is needed because, as you say, we, we've not, we're not the biggest fish in the pond, but we will damn sure give anybody a good battle. And on that topic, I, um, I'd like to know, has Paul come to you with a list of targets ahead of the new season that he's wanted to look at, or is it a case of those talks are still ongoing? I think um, Paul has his own mind. He, he knows who he wants, um, and he knows what budget he's got. So um, we don't go to Paul. I don't go to Paul and say, right, you, you can have this guy, you can't have that guy. If he fits within the budget and, and Paul can work the budget, then he's welcome. Uh, and Paul's welcome to to sign him. It, it's you know we, we can we can do a little bit of this and a little bit of that, but mainly it's the fact that he's got a budget, he's got a, a, a total and a maximum figure, and Paul works within it. And believe me, he gets some deals, incredible deals. And you know, with the likes of Liam Hughes, uh, all the lads, all, all the contract lads are, are resigning, and as I say. Most of the non-contract players are, are, are re-signing. A couple of um, will be leaving us, but mainly for their personal reasons rather than rather than ours. I don't think anybody's actually getting the boot as such. Um, that's not our Paul Rolls, and he fits nicely in the in with the the you know the um, the plan for the for the football club going forward. Uh, yeah, that Matt, we, we get to stay for another season at least, hopefully, unless, unless Bridge changes his mind. Well, Matt, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that's fair enough. I think a lot of people will probably well, agree with you. J James uh, is just editing that bit out. As, uh, um, as we speak. <laughs> yeah. James I, I, my, my, uh, my aim now is just to, uh, as, as, as I'm trying to, break into uh, journalism is my first aim is just to do uh, a full season with Matlock. I've had two attempts. I've still not done it yet. Um, but uh, yeah, hopefully this season coming, I'll uh, be able to do an actual full season this time around, which, uh, which will be nice. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'd like a full season as chairman as well. Uh, Matt, yeah. To be honest, that'd be, that'd be good. Uh, yeah, but it's, it's a, next season is a, is a big season for us. And as, as James already knows, we've got um, a lot of stuff going on. Um, spinning plates and juggling, juggling balls is it's incredible at the minute. Um, James has got a big season in front of him. Uh, what we, what we, where we, he knows where we want him to go and he will be part of that. Yeah, a lot, a lot of stuff in the pipeline. A lot of stuff for... Fans to get excited about and look forward. And I will say this, the club has been ambitious. And on that ambition point, I, I'd like to ask Bryn, as chairman, as a fan yourself, what would you say if you looked at, and I know this is a very broad statement to make, in the next five years, what would your ambitions for the club be in an ideal world? Um, obviously, we, we need promotion. Uh, it's it's great that we've been in the Northern Premier League and we haven't been relegated for 50 years or whatever. Um, one of the first things I start I, I, I tried to stop was people calling us Little Matlock. We've got a fantastic club and a fantastic town. Uh, 
hundreds, thousands of people in the surrounding areas who, are, who we, we want to tap into. We want to move up now to the, to the, to the next level at least. Um, we know to do that we need to, to provide more income, um, which we're all working on at the minute. Uh, but in the next five years, I would, I would really hope that we we had at least one promotion, and no relegations, of course. Um, at least one promotion up into the international league north, um, and see where we go from there. See see what we can do, just as far as we can go, while at the same time sustaining what we've got. I think as well when we look at the attendances every year. Despite, I mean, I think this is my 11th season at Matlock coming up. Every year we've, whether we're playing good or bad, we've always improved our average attendance. I think if you go from the last full season we had to the pandemic cut season, I think it was something of a rise of about 18%, which shows that there really is a desire for... And I think there's a gap in the market for a team like Matlock to really push on and establish themselves as a club at a higher level. Yeah, there is. I'm sure there is. Um, it's it's just a case of getting getting all the right things in the right place. Sustainability is is obviously um, one of the main things. It's no good um, making a push for the National League North and then the National League itself and then do the same as everybody else has done or a lot of others have done and fell by the wayside. We need to be able to sustain everything that we do. Um, you know, business continuity is, is, is a key thing to us now. We, we need to be able to continue the business and, and grow it. And we have got the, we've got the people in place to do that. I know we've got uh, club president, Dennis Hobson, Come on, Bill. Dennis, for those who don't know, you really should know. But if you don't know, uh, Dennis is big time involved with his boxing, Dennis Hobson Promotions, ex-manager of Ricky Hatton, amongst other incredible plaudits. How is that relationship between you and Dennis and how have you found working with him? Um, I've got a brilliant re- relationship with Dennis. Uh, I really do enjoy working with him and talking to him. Um, he has got he's got so many ideas for the club. Um, he's also got obviously big ideas for, for, for the boxing fraternity that is that he's in. He's got a, a boxing TV channel coming up. He's still promoting. Um, he's got other businesses as well, but he's got all the time in the world for, for myself and Matlock Town. Um, he was away just just after Christmas. He was in Tenerife and took a call, and we sat and sat and chatted for about half an hour while he was sipping his uh, pina coladas on the beach and I was in lovely, cold, wet, wintry matlock. But he's, he's got so many ideas. Um, Dennis isn't the sort of person who has got the time to be at the ground every other week at meetings and things like that. But he's always on the end of the line and he's always, he's always there with ideas. Um, and, yeah, I've got a brilliant relationship with him. I've got a lot of time for him. One. Now, speaking about Mr. Dennis Hobson, we know he's got his fingers in a lot of pies when it comes to businesses and such. Is um, in the summer just gone, not the current summer, there was going to be the Matlock Music Festival. That sadly didn't happen due to the pandemic. Uh, has there been any other talks about any other events taking place at the Practical Stadium or? Is that something that's not really been spoke about at the minute due to current concerns? No, absolutely not. There's all sorts of things being talked about. Um, the music festival will go ahead uh, the summer of 22. Um, that's all in place or being put into place now. Um, Dennis has got some more ideas with regards uh, boxing events um, on the playing surface, obviously through the summertime. Um and also maybe even working in conjunction with the cricket club. Um, you take the fence down between the football club and the cricket club and you take the fences down um, that, that are there between the football club and the cricket club in an in a, in a administration side. 
um, there's a huge green space there that we we, we should take full, uh, make full use of. So there's all sorts of things being spoke about, but as, as you say with Dennis, um, one minute it's 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 music, next minute it's boxing. But as you say, he never stops. So um, watch this space. There will there will be there, there will be other things happening. Bryn, will yeah. you will will you be at the cricket game when the football team plays Matlock's cricket? Will you be there being wicketkeeper or something like that? Well, it's a it's a players versus players game, but um, well, you'll be the not, umpire then. They've not asked me to umpire yet, but I would expect to be asked <laughs> in in the sense of impartiality, of course. You know, of course. one of one of theirs and one of ours. Um, but I'll be there definitely. Yeah, that's that should be good fun. Um, I know we've had one or two supporters asking if if they could put their name down to play. Um, at the minute, as I say, it's player versus player, but there will be other opportunities. I'm absolutely certain. We, we're getting um, we have, we have a good relationship with the cricket club now. Uh, a fantastic relationship. Uh, I know I've spoken to their social media side of things, and it, it's nice to see the two clubs forming more of the bonds moving forward. Uh, I know speaking about the cricket club, as you say, when that fence goes down and the cricket season's over, there's that big, empty, green space. Has there ever been any talks or thought about putting a temporary stand on that bit of greenery, or is it something that wouldn't be possible? It never stops, James. Um, obviously, to get into the National League North, we would, um, we would only need a three-sided ground. To go any further, we need four. So why not start now? Um, we've got people talking, we've got people working on it now to, uh, to, to, to see what we can do. And I think the cricket club, to be fair to them, would, wouldn't stand in our way. Um, obviously, it would have to, 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 to be with, with their agreement. But yeah, we, we, we never stop. We, we're talking about it as we speak. The, to, to my knowledge, there's never been any thoughts about moving away from the current ground because I know when I've spoke to people in the past, they've gone, well, where else would a ground in Matlock go? Uh, I know at one point, many, many, many years ago, there was talk about the club relocating up by the quarry, I believe, or I may be incorrect about that. But... No, there's two, there's two quarries there. There's, there's Corder Quarry and there's also Haldale Quarry. Um, which are again are big open spaces that, that would be able to to accommodate um, a football ground. Um, that you know they're just quite out of town. You would never get a better facility than we've got now, um, albeit in in sort of its own confines. But um, if you start moving out of town, then you're moving things things away. Don't forget that a lot of people benefit from from revenue that comes from people watching a football or going to a football game. Um, if we moved out into Calder Quarry or Haldale, um, I'm not sure that it would benefit the club at all. Obviously, we would have a brand new ground, a brand new stadium. But um, we've, we've, we're all right at the minute. We've, we've, again, we've got other things to talk about, to discuss, to work on. Uh, and let's stay... Let's stay in the middle of town. What we want to do now, of course, is to um, get the businesses in Matlock to buy into our way of thinking. Um, not, I don't think there's many, if any, uh, shops in town that actually stock Matlock Town memorabilia or or uh, any other any other uh, Matlock Town stuff. So that's something that. Um, we're working on. We've got some, got somebody working on that. Um, we're all right where we are. I think um, you know we we we'd always like to have Ryber on the hillside, really. Oh, very well, much then, so. You you want to lose that lovely view as I interrupt back. So I'm going to let it continue. <laughs> um, yeah, will it still be? I think um, I remember rightly. There were a bit of talk that um, well, obviously when things are back on, that Matlock's women's team would start playing a few games at the Proctor Cars. Is that still a possibility? <laughs> that sounded very much like the Matlock swimming team. 
Oh, right. <laughs> rather than the Matlock's women team. Uh, yeah, we were in talks with, with, with um, Josh Gormett with the Matlock ladies. As you know, the ladies are now part of the mm. uh, website. Um, the online store has got its own ladies section. Um, so, yes, we, we, we were hoping that the ladies would play at least four or five of their home games down at the ground this season. Um, we had an agreement in place with the ladies to play to do that. Um, so we'll 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 have a word with we'll have a, a meeting with the with, with Josh and and, and see what to, what we can work out. While ever we uh, while ever there's only one team playing on there, there's there's also a possibility of, um, of of the juniors and the ladies, and we'd like to get the juniors to have at least one game per team down there as well. So. Um, as long as we don't, you know, the the, uh, the limitations we have with the ground, with you know, as long as we don't sort of overuse the ground, then then yeah, they've got the uh, they've got the badge on the on the shirt, so they should be part of it. Speaking of the badge, I know a lot of because I know me and Matt have discussed that. What me, Matt, Gray, and Danny, and a few others on the media club shop team. There's always a lot of conjecture about what the official club badge is, whether it's just the gladiator standing alone, whether it's the gladiator with the text around it. Now, I think you've said in the past when I spoke to you, it's the gladiator with the text. Is that correct? Absolutely. Yeah, that always has been. Um, and yeah, although there's been a lot of talk uh, uh, and a lot of derogatory talk about our badge, uh, I do believe we made it into the world's top 100 worst badges in, in football. Um, so be it. You know, that's our badge. That's our logo. That's what we represent. And as far as I'm concerned, that's how it'll stay. But it will, be, it, it will be the gladiator with the text to answer your question, James. Yeah, I think it's a good badge. It's, I think it's... Uh, no, genuinely, if, even if I had nothing to do with Matlock, I think it's quite a unique... Badge and a crest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe, I, I like maybe, it. This, maybe the strange thing on top of his helmet is a, is a little bit bizarre. But um, when, when you see it with the, you know, particularly on the on the stuff that we've got on the online store now, all the all the different shirts and and, and all the merchandise that we've got with that badge on it, it is certainly yeah, recognisable. I've got it tattooed on my arm. So if you said it wasn't the correct one, I'd have been gutted. Oh, well, then in that case, if, that, if that's the case, then James will change it. Oh, no. Imme- well, immediately. Well, there, there, you, there you have it. I'm with, um, badge getting changed. I'm going to have to sew my arm off. So. There you go. There you go. There's always laser treatment. Well, that, that's it. If anybody wants to sponsor that, I'll take pity on me. Here's a call. Now, I, will, um, I will point out, though, that whilst, because I, I didn't know that, that the, the club badge was in the top 100 worst badges in football but the Proctor Cars Stadium was in the top 100 best football stadiums in Britain in a very recent book that was published let, which is they're, they're critically acclaimed as well let, let me just Perfect. stop you there Matt. not just top 100 not top 50 not even yeah. top 25 top 5 in yeah. the whole yeah, country is, yeah which yeah. you know I know there's always a lot of oh, Matlock's got three sides, blah, blah, blah. However, there is nothing like getting down to the ground, seeing that, you know, rider on the hillside, seeing that massive green plume of hills rolling. It, it will forever of the day take my breath away going down there. And, you know, it's it's home, that. And I think, I think... It's it's something you couldn't capture anywhere else in the country, and it shows how special the club Matlock is. Yeah, and I think that's that's exactly right about where where we are in the town. Um, without Ryber on the other side, then then it, it would be a completely different thing. And you only have to look at the proposed development next door, uh, the, the old Matlock Ford side. Um, the whole of the um, Tarmac stand end will be um, apartments facing out over the ground and up to Ryber. So believe me, if if it wasn't a, 
wasn't a pretty sight, they wouldn't be wanting to look that way. Um, obviously, there's parts of the ground that, that could do with developing and, and, and we'll see where that leads to. But um, as it is at the minute, then, you know, it's, it, it's, it's fine by me. I can promise our listeners, by the way, uh, Bryn's not reading my notes because I was just about to ask about Matt Lockford and the plan developments for that. Is I, I know there was talk, I believe the plan of permission for the apartments originally was refused. Has yeah. that now been accepted and that there is going to be apartments built there or is it going no, to it's be? No, not, it's not being accepted. Um, the plan of permission has not been granted. Um, but... Uh, we we sort of put our hat into the ring and said that we we would sort of approve. We would have no objections to the, to the planning application. Um, as as you probably know, um, some of our executive committee met with Road Developments and Klaus Klaus Development. I think it is the people who are, who are looking to develop the area the, the site. Um, I've seen the uh, the. The plans are all there for anybody to see on the Derbyshire County, no, Derbyshire Dales District Council, I think it is. Can't remember which one now. Um, I think it's the Derbyshire Dales. You can you can go on their planning section and you can have a look at them. Um, they, they, they look pretty good. Um, it's 50-odd, I think it's 53 uh, apartments. The frontage will be, the ground floor frontage will be three retail outlets. Uh, and the old, um, the old reception, I think, is going to be a, a food outlet. So, as I say, we've we've thrown our hat in the ring and said we we um, agree with the proposal. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, if anybody listed to set my proposal wants to let me live there for free, uh, easy access to ground skills go. <laughs> Retired, uh, have you, James? I've not even started, let alone retired. Um, ah. But looking, looking now, uh, we've got to mention Matlock's Bloodhound himself, Graham Corker. The online club shop—it's come, and it's become—it's become quite something in a short amount of time. It's brought in a lot of money. How pleased have you been with that setup? Yes, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you, uh, Graham deserves all the credit he, he, he gets. Uh, and probably more, actually. Um, you know, we we recognised that there was a there was a gap where people um, who couldn't couldn't get to the club shop um, were missing out, or we were missing out on on, uh, on some income. That's been very successful from from its start in June. I know you was uh, you and myself and Graham was very instrumental in getting it up and running. Um, I think we've got. I think Graham's probably got more items, more of merchandise available for sale now than Marks and Spencers. But um, he, he's, he's an incredible guy; he really is, and and he should be he should be applauded for for, for what he's he's doing for the club. I think he's he's on a on a tirade to deck out every animal in Matlock Town colours that he can. I know we've seen dog scarves recently come on board. Is that something you'll be buying for your pet? I don't think he's got a he's got a coat, but I don't think he'll be having a scarf. I think uh, I think we'll stop at the uh, the coat, but I'm sure he Graham won't stop there. I'm sure there'll be hamsters and all sorts going about with coats and scarves. <laughs> uh, <laughs> a tiny hamster scarf. <laughs> I'd like quite like that. I believe he's probably already messaged me three times while we've been doing this, asking to put something else on club shop, and he, he's always. Very go, Graham, and he, he, as you say, he's got to be commended. A lot of the uh, stuff in the local shop, uh, if you don't know and you've never visited matlocktownfc.co.uk forward slash club shop, go on there, loads of garms, loads of goodies, plenty of stuff for Gibbs, you know, any birthday. I've got, um, I've got a Matlock mug. I've got a Matlock teddy bear. Told you stop calling me a Matlock mug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Matlock the teddy bear, which Isabel has, and uh, so they get a Matlock postcard for my mum because she loves postcards. <laughs> so that just shows the variety. Yeah, well, we've got a golf day um, planned for the 
the 25th of June up at Matlock Golf Club. And as soon as ever it was mentioned, Graham was there with the, with his golfing merchandise. So there's all sorts of stuff you can buy with regarding the, the, the game. Um, again, as I say, he's incredible. The trouble is, is he, I had a Zoom meeting with him last night for, I think we, I think we, we shut it down at an hour and a half. And I, I'm absolutely shattered when I come off. He's, uh, he never stops. He, he never stops thinking of things. But they're all for the benefit of Matlock Town. He's like a wizard. You never know what's up his sleeve. He's always got some <laughs> tricks. Now, uh, people have mentioned to me about season tickets. Fans purchased season tickets for last season. Wanted to know whether that will carry over until this season or whether it's going to be a case of that's something the club's still looking into. Um, yeah, I had an email this morning from, from a gentleman asking the same question. Um, you have to remember that the season wasn't officially ended until yesterday. So we've not been able to do anything with regards ticketing before we got the FA sanction that, that, we, that the, the season would be curtailed. So we've already got an agreement in place. Uh, the, the, the executive committee have agreed all season tickets that were purchased last for the, for the season 2021 will be valid for the season 21-22. Uh, no extra cost to anybody. Um, I think there was only three home games played anyway on the league home games played. So we, found, we thought it was only right um, that they, they, just, they were valid for, for next season. So that'll be going out, James, that'll be on the uh, website and, and social media uh, in the next few days. Uh, so, yeah, we, we, we didn't think we could do anything else. As usual, we, you know, there was the opportunity, there'll be an opportunity to donate if you, if you wish to. Um, that never ends. But, yeah, as far as we're concerned, the, the every season ticket is valid for next season. So there you have it, folks. If you do have a season ticket already... Keep a hold of it. It will be valid. Your, pre, uh, your support is appreciated massively. Look at um, season tickets, I presume, will go on sale again for the upcoming season for those who wish to purchase them. Yeah, at uh, no extra, extra charges from last season. They'll be, they'll be, prices will be kept the same. Um, we, just, we just need people down there. We need, we need to see people in the ground again. So that's our little bit towards uh, help towards getting people in there. Anybody who wants a season ticket there, as I say, the price is same as last season. So, um, yeah, we're working on that as we uh, as well as we speak. How many is that we're working on now? Oh, how many, well, plate, how many plates am I spinning now? I mean, just the one That's in the background funny. looks like it's about to go spinning. Yeah, that one. Yeah. <laughs> That's a family heirloom. Well, don't spin that one, then. <laughs> But I know uh, as well, I wanted to mention the club's bonds with the NHS that it's built. We, um, last season, anybody who had a valid NHS ID card, uh, you will have to correct me if I'm wrong, as I say, my memory is like a sieve. But I believe anybody with a valid NHS ID card would be permitted free entry to the games as the club's way of giving back and say thank you to those brave men and women who have been the backbone of society during the pandemic. Is that something that you wish to carry on? Um, at the minute, we haven't really discussed it. Uh, it'll be on the agenda, certainly before the start of the season. Um, we'll, we'll see uh, what, what is happening nationwide. But I'm sure if, um, if 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 that's the case, then then we will we will do the same again. But of course, anybody who, who um, yeah, they got the ID cards, not the season tickets. We stopped the season tickets, didn't we? So we but, we did after I believe it was we um, yourself had conversations with a fan who worked for the NHS, and um, the best outcome was found, which is yeah. always good. We're always yeah. happy. And open to have um, conversations with yeah the customer season 
the cost of a season ticket is reclamative uh, um, is, is is too much. Uh, it was it was contravening their contract of employment, so that's why we went to the ID card. Now, one of the final questions, and it's a question that a lot of people listening to this are going to be thinking, and they're going to be like, James, we're probably like three hours into this podcast. Why have you not asked this yet? When do you think football will return at the Protocol Stadium? And do you think, uh, do we have any pre-season games lined up? Do we have anything like that? Is there anything, a date we can sort of look forward to? Well, obviously, this is all um, depending on the government's uh, roadmap uh, of, of lockdown or, or, or of coming out of lockdown. If things carry on as they are, and June the 21st is the, the date that um, every, all the restrictions are, are lifted, if anything changes in that time, then, it, then obviously we will have to change. But there will be pre-season friendlies from hopefully uh, the 10th of July. Um, now, whether that's obviously the, we, we have the usual uh, Chesterfield, Sheffield United, Mansfield, Burton, Derby, those sort of uh, still trying to get get in touch with those people now to see if we can arrange a fixture. But there's also the possibility of a Derbyshire Cup. Um, we've all been invited and agreed in principle to the, uh, to the to the to a cup whether it's the Derbyshire Senior Cup or whether it's just a Derbyshire Summer Cup or whatever. Um, that's being talked about now. The, the sort of uh, ins and outs of it haven't been agreed, but uh, in principle, we, will, we have agreed. Eight, uh, eight teams have agreed to play. Um, they will probably be rather midweek rather than Saturday's probably. Uh, yeah, so we would expect pre-season to start sometime the begin the early part of July and then the season to start probably stick my neck out and say it's the 7th or the 14th of August. And have you been on the phone to uh, Mr Ancelotti about a pre-season game with Everton? <laughs> no, we, we've, we've, we thought, we'd, uh, the Everton supporters amongst us, we thought that uh, we would probably go for having a word with Mr Rooney and see if we can get him mm-hmm. down instead. Um, yeah, obviously that'd be good. Um, the Everton fans, you know, no way, no Wayne Rooney as an Everton player supporter. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, he, he did mention once that he, he slept in his Everton pajamas, so he can be a Manchester United player for all he likes, but he's still an Evertonian at heart. <laughs> I believe he's not the only Evertonian that, that sleeps in the pyjamas. I believe there's quite a few of those at the club. Yourself, Duncan, um, Schutz, an Evertonian. Is there anybody I'm missing out? Your lad, of course. Uh, Al Byrne, Graham Corker. Crikey. There's loads in there. They multiply like rabbits. Uh, um, Deck, Deck Walker. Yep. How many more do you want? My son, my daughter, my wife, my dog. <laughs> I think the the most um, club the club that people don't expect anybody about at sport. I found this out the other day. Spencer Harris supports Burnley, right? Never knew that. Somebody's got to. Well, this this is it. I, I remember that video they put out a few weeks back about happiness is turf ball or whatever it was. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll we'll round things up because I know Matt wants to go watch Chester. Brid's probably sick of the sound of my voice by now. So we'll, we'll finish on this. Uh, Matt Lockdown Social Club is open the 21st of June. Is that correct, bro? Um, Matt Lockdown, the Shorts Lounge will be open for full business from the 21st of June. Um, obviously, there's, there's possibilities um, before that with the rule of six and things like that, but if there's no football, we can't have mass gatherings with re- with regards to parties, etc. So really, from the 21st of June, it's, it, it will be fully... Again, 
this is all down to the government's roadmap. Um, but at the minute, we are we will be open for business fully on the 21st of June. And believe me, already we um, had one. Uh, we've got a booking for the 19th of June for a party. And, and less than half an hour after Boris Johnson made his announcement, the guy rang me up and changed the book into the 26th of June so that it uh, so that it would fit in nicely with the roadmap. That, that doesn't oh. surprise me at all. I think no. I'm just so desperate to go to pubs again. <laughs> yeah, we, we all, well, I'm going to be one who will be sat outside the pub, whether it's raining or cold. Yeah. <laughs> you, you'll see me sat outside the pub somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a bit worried at this point. We'll get back down to short clergy. We'll find Duncan's been in cellar the whole time. Yeah, quite possibly. <laughs> we've had um, we've had three of Graham Corker's mannequins at the back of the bar since since, since Mass and Mill shut. So uh, that, that's a bit strange. If if if, if ever you go and look through the window. Well, as, as long as we're not claiming furlough on them, we'll be all right. <laughs> no, 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 we're not doing that. Now. So, yes, if you want to book the Shorts Lounge, info at matlocktownfc.co.uk. Drop us an email, give us your contact details, tell us what you want. Someone will get back in touch with you and hopefully we'll be able to work out uh, an ideal sort of plateau for each other's plans and we'll be able to host you. We look very much forward to that. Right, I'll, I'll wind this up now. Matt, do you have anything to talk? Where can people find you on the international webs uh, on the international webs uh, well I'm on Twitter I'm always on Twitter I'm on it too much uh, so that's at Matlock Roads uh, but yeah there, are, there is a couple of things uh, that I will shamelessly plug uh, the first one being to do with Derbyshire Media Company because uh, that's what I work for in terms of covering uh, Matlock reports as well um, so if you're interested in your Olympic sports because uh, it might have escaped people's memories that the Olympics is actually happening this year, fingers crossed, and that it's only about three months away. Uh, I've interviewed Holly Pern Webb, uh, who is from Belper, and she scored the winning penalty uh, for Team GB uh, when they won the gold medal at the Rio 2016 games against Holland. Uh, and yeah, uh, so I've had a really long chat with her about. Um, what Team GB's prospects are uh, for hockey at the next Olympics. So, uh, yeah, if you're into your Olympic sports, that's quite a good thing we've got going there for DMC. Uh, but also a bit more re related to Matlock Town, um, North Derbyshire Radio is launching, uh, well, when, it, when this gets uh, put on, um, It'll be within about 24 hours. So it starts on Monday. And yeah, the, the person who is sort of in charge of it and is um, funding it to begin with is Naz Premji, uh, who you might have heard of. He's a freelance sports journalist. He still does stuff for Five Live. He does live reports, um, does stuff for Sky as well, does horse racing coverage. Um, done it for decades. So he's very, very experienced. He used to work at Peak FM as well i was actually in charge of them for a bit back when they were doing really really well uh, in terms of listenership figures for uh, a local radio station and uh, yeah because naz is in charge and obviously has a lot of um sports journalism pedigree i know that uh, he's got some there's the station has got quite big plans for what it wants to do uh, for sport coverage in terms of uh, north derbyshire so uh, i don't know the full details but yeah it looks very um it looks very promising in terms of how north derbyshire football uh, it's obviously like matt lock and your other teams like chesterfield and alfreton will get covered uh along with um other sports as well like the derbyshire cricket team so uh yeah give it a listen uh next week because um yeah people are really excited about it and uh hopefully it'll be as successful as uh, Peak FM used to be. So, uh, yeah, give that a listen. And if um, 
North Derbyshire Radio wants to cut us a, a check for that sponsorship there. Please make it out to Matlock Town Football Club. I'm, I'm sure our chairman will greatly receive any funds that you wish to send our way. Speaking of Mr. Chairman, Brent, do you have anything that you want to plug? Where can people find you on the social medias? Well, obviously, I'm I'm on Twitter. Um, I don't do Facebook. But anybody who wants to direct message me on Twitter with anything they want to ask, believe me, as, as, as you've heard today, I'll, I'll, I'll tell it as it is. Um, we've got one or two things coming up. Uh, there's, a, there's the uh, questions and answers session coming up with, with uh, Paul Phillips. That'll be advertised in the not too distant future where people can um, pay a fee and, and then put a question to Paul on, on an evening. Uh, as I said, we've got the golf day coming up as well on the 25th of June. Anybody looks on the website, they can they can go on there and, 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 and book a team. Uh, other than that, let's just let's just hope everything carries on as it is. Um, and by the 21st of June, we can all get back to, to some sort of normality. When you say put a question to Paul, does it have to be football orientated or can we just ask general knowledge questions to him? Because I'd quite like to see that. You mean, if you're going to ask him what the capital of uh, Zanzibar is or something like that, I don't know. But uh, And you can ask him, if you if you pay your money, you can ask him anything you like. <laughs> well, I, I think if I think the capital of Zanzibar, just give me a click round here, so I best not risk it. <laughs> right. That is that is us done. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, Keep off the Bets podcast episode four. We're still here. Oh, yeah. We're still going. We've not, we've not been cancelled, uh, which is good. Uh, www.matlocktownfc.co.uk forward slash club shop for all your club shop needs. There's shirts, there's monkeys, there's bears, there's scarves and hats and coats for dogs. Uh, find us on social media at matlock underscore town fc for you twitter people we're on facebook we're on instagram we're not on myspace because that's died out as far as I know and thank you everyone for listening thank you Brent for your time thank you Matt for your time and we shall be back in a fortnight's time with another special guest who we don't know yet we don't book that far in advance but we look forward to speaking to you again soon thank you very much everyone you're welcome bye bye Thank you.